0: Hello and welcome once again to Catch Up With Cat with me, Cat Harvey, the wee mini show brought to you from my bedroom cupboard, jam-packed with good advice to hopefully make us all feel that little bit better. It's Tuesday, so that means it's time to get our trainers on once again. It's time to catch up with PT Robin Haggart and our volunteer engineer Craig Donald, who's attempting the NHS Couch to 5K. First of all, morning Robin, how are you? Good morning, I'm good, thank you, how are you? Oh, I'm tip-top, and uh, Craig, our willing volunteer, how are you faring this week? Oh, not too bad yourself. Aye, grand. Now, if you missed last week's hilarious update, Craig somehow managed to misinterpret the very simple instructions and ran over 5k in his first run since school. Craig, I have to ask you, have your friends been giving you absolute pelters for this?
1: No, because nobody knows about it. (laughs)
0: I right. Well,
1: nobody said anything yet, so
2: it's
0: all good. They've been very polite. Yeah. They've been polite. Robin, could you believe he did it? Because it's an easy to follow routine, isn't it?
3: It was very easy to follow. I (laughs) was laughing for a good while after.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. Now, I know that you were sore after your first run because you did basically get to about week seven in the space of one run. Um, have you managed to ease yourself back into the routine that you're meant to be following, Craig?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just did, but like Robin said,
2: a few stretches before I went out, so uh, no leg pain or anything this
0: time. So it's all good, as you would say. So, but no, it's fine. Eh? Excellent. And how did you find week two? Then have you completed it? Uh, I want to do, so
2: I'm, I'm, I may go out and do it tonight. But depends on whether it's going to stay off with the rain or not. So, but no. Uh, went out, yeah, a couple of times. So, yeah, it's
0: been all right. So That sounds very positive. I'm, I'm impressed. Robin, you gave him some good stretches last week. Remind us again why it's so important to warm up and cool down properly because a lot of people, you just go out, they do it, and then they go back into the house, and that's when you can get sore, isn't it?
3: Yeah, definitely. So with the warm-up, um, again, you're wanting to get the body just ready for the exercise that's ahead. Um, like we said, don't jump too soon into the running, go full pelt. Um, light aerobics to loosen the muscles um, and a few dynamic stretches just to open up the hips, warm up the hamstrings the hip flexors, which hopefully if we have done this week, you aren't too sore Now you
0: mentioned there are dynamic stretches. What's a dynamic stretch? I don't think I've ever heard that before Maybe I've just not been dynamic with my stretches. Give me some <laughs> dy- make me dynamic <laughs> So
3: your dynamic stretches, so the likes of lunges, so hands on your hips, keep your balance, big lunge forward, big lunge back. Again, just to open up your hips and warm up the quads and the hamstrings.
0: That sounds okay. Craig, are you feeling dynamic?
3: Uh, I wouldn't say overly <laughs> dynamic, but yeah, it's, it's not bad. Not bad, so.
0: <laughs> you're getting it. Are you enjoying it at all? Is there any part of it that you're actually going, do you know, this feels actually quite good now?
4: It sounds strange, but it is quite nice, again,
2: just go the house, away from the to the missus, as you would say, and that isn't quite a my <laughs> which is fine. So, <laughs> I might have to stick with it after it. So,
0: Craig, you're meant to say it's uh, it's so good for your head and your body, and you can feel all the endorphins rushing through your body. Not that you're getting out the house to get away from <laughs> your missus. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> again Uh, Robin tell us then what does he have to look forward to in the NHS couch to 5k week 3
3: well much to your delight you're doing less walking and more running so week 3 are you ready week 3 you're going to do the exact same as what you did last week for your warm up keep with that because obviously it's worked because you aren't as sore Yeah and then you have two repetitions of one and a half minutes of running and one and a half minute of walking and then are you ready for the next bit, Craig? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It's his nervous laugh every week that just cracks me
0: up. (laughs) Such a willing volunteer, Craig. Mm. You're loving your life. Come on. Well, I reckon
3: since we conquered the 5K in week one, you'll manage three minutes of running (laughs) and then three minutes of walking. And that's for week three.
0: Uh, Craig, I feel morally obliged to keep checking that you're still up for this. Are you game to give week three a bash?
2: Oh, I definitely. Definitely keep give it a try, sir. So.
0: Yes, and it's for physical and emotional reasons, not for from getting away from your other half.
2: No, no, I want to get fit and a bit of exercise <laughs> and look after myself, so.
0: <laughs> Excellent, that is the right answer. Well, listen, good luck, and we will k- catch up with you next week. That's PT Robin Haggart and our volunteer engineer, Craig Donald, who hasn't run since school until now and is doing a grand job, at least pretending that he's enjoying it. <laughs> thanks, Craig, and thanks, Robin.
3: Silly, you're, guys. you're welcome. Thank you.
0: Now, I also love sharing great stories from your communities, so let's meet another local hero. Joining me for a wee catch-up is Harry Richards, who is known as the pop-up piper. Harry, how are you and how are your pipes?
1: I'm very good, they're blown up, ready to go, as always. Uh
0: on standby and ready for action. Now, tell us what you've been up to because you were meant to be on tour in America with the Red Hot Chili Pipers. That's obviously been cut short, but you've been getting your pipes out left, right and centre, haven't you?
1: Yeah, so uh, we were in America in March and we were meant to be there for the whole the whole month of March, actually, but obviously with the the COVID crisis, it got cut short quite, quite quickly, quite shortly in, into the tour. Um, and... Yeah, flew back home and just like that, uh, you know, just like many self-employed musicians and, and most people actually around the country, all the work kind of got pulled from under, under our feet. So we just uh, found myself with loads of time on my hands. Um, so myself and a couple of pals from Dunblane, where I come from, uh, Scott and Pete, um, we all got together. They've got a business in Dunblane, the Distiller's Choice. Um, so they were the same, plenty of time on our hands I and mean, we were quite inspired by everything that was going on in Spain at the time. Uh, people singing from their balconies and all the rest of it. Um, so we just had a little, a little think to ourselves, what could we do to kind of bring that over here? Uh, uh-huh. we, straight away, we, we thought we'd go up to the local nursing home in Dunblane and play them a few tunes. And then we thought, why not take us a bit further? Uh, we reached out to a few others in the area. And before we knew it, it was, we were inundated with, with requests mm-hmm. to go along and play a few tunes for them.
0: So I'm guessing social distancing has made that quite tricky. Can you still do it? Do you stand in the car park? What, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, well, that's uh, it's definitely one of the, for once, one of the positive things with the bagpipes is that the volume's not a problem. <laughs> we can um,
0: have you at the end of our street.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll we'll like still that. hear like, you. Everyone can hear us. But no, exactly. So, you know, there was obviously social distancing measures, but... Um, even if they had their windows open and things like that, we were out in the back gardens at the car parks and the care homes and played them a few tunes. And, you know, you could see them all from the windows and from the balconies and stuff all dancing and singing along. So it was, it was good fun.
0: You've also managed to squeeze in uh, number one in the iTunes chart. Tell us about that. What's happened?
1: Yeah, so a few weeks ago, um, I've got friends that play for a band called Scary um, a Scottish folk band. Um, so mm-hmm. uh, Mar- Martin from Scaryvore uh, wrote a tune uh, called "Everyday Heroes" um, for, you know, dedicated to everyone at the NHS and all key workers. Um, so yeah, we recorded that. There was there was loads of people involved. All, all, all of Scaryboard. There were people, you know, members of uh, Manran and other bands. Skippinish, Tidelines, uh, Pete and Diesel. Um, there was even. You know, so there was everyone, and then we we did that, recorded that, and released that, and all of a sudden it went to it went to number one. So that was you know that was way more than we expected to happen. Uh, and all all um, money that's made from it gets donated straight to NHS charities to support them and to kind of thank them for all their all their hard work.
0: Which is absolutely brilliant. Uh, so you're you're raising awareness. It's a great tune, and you've been part of something, but. You, I mean, your tour's cancelled, that's obvious, you know, there's not really that many gigs, well, there's none, let's be honest, but you've started volunteering for the NHS, tell us about that, what have you been doing?
1: Yeah, so currently I work um, just outside Glasgow for the the COVID-19 response service, that's the the official title, so it's really just phone lines, people calling in all, all over the country that are really... You know, people are really concerned. Um, so it's just, you know, providing a bit of support for them and, you know, helping them through it all. So, yeah, it's, it's, but, you know, for me as well, it's kind of it, it helps me give, a, give something back, I suppose, and gets me out of the house as well, which is, which is, so I'm not going too star crazy at the moment.
0: <laughs> Harry, thank you so much. Um, good luck when the gigs start up again. You'll end up having to do... Like three months worth of work in a month while all the gigs that will be waiting for you. But you're, you're an absolute star for doing that and for volunteering for the NHS as well. The Pop-Up Piper, thank you so much for joining me for a wee catch-up.
5: Thank you and take care everyone and Stacey. Catch-Up with Cat. We're in this together.
0: Don't forget, if you're struggling in any way at the moment there's loads of helpful advice at the website clearyourhead.scot
5: Catch-Up with cats.
0: Joining me for a catch-up this afternoon is Anne Gallagher from Luminate. Hi, Anne. How are you getting on? Hi. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Surviving. I'm I'm actually being kept busy with this, which is a good thing for me. Uh, Now, you are part of Luminate. Tell us what it is exactly that Luminate does. Yes, so Luminate is
2: Scotland's creative ageing organisation and we work with and support older people to be involved in the arts and in creative activities in all sorts of ways, from people living in care homes, having the opportunity to take part in activities and workshops in their homes, to older professional artists who've maybe come to their art form later in life and want to develop professional skills and develop a a second career perhaps and we support with that. We do a lot of work with dementia singing groups as well so a very wide range of different ways of enabling people to take part in the arts as we all get older. That's
0: a little bit of everything there, I didn't realise you did quite so much, that's absolutely fantastic, you'll never be short of things to do. (laughs) (laughs) No I mean I have to say I think the variety is one of the great things
2: about it and you know Creativity is something that affects our lives in lots of different ways. And I find it really inspiring to work with so many people in lots of different guises,
0: you know. And how has social distancing changed the way that you would work? Well, we were
2: very struck, you know, when the lockdown started and, you know, obviously it's affected all of us. But we were working in a lot of care homes and they were locked down over a very short period of time because of very you know necessary clinical advice and all the the signing groups we work with have stopped meeting so we were very conscious that older people who often can be quite isolated anyway are finding themselves even more isolated at this time you know we're all locked away a bit so um it was a bit of a worry and, and yeah so we gave a bit of thought with a small team at Luminate and we we all kind of, using Zoom as we're all doing these days, had, had a lot of discussion about what we might do. So we launched a programme that we're calling Luminator at Home, which is um, videos that we're uploading um, twice a week, Tuesdays and Fridays at two o'clock, to our website, to our social media channels, of artists leading creative activities that people could do in their own homes or indeed in a care home if they're they're living in a care home. It
0: sounds incredible. And what kind of videos have you been posting? Is there a little bit of everything in there as well?
2: Yeah, there is, there is. So we've we've got um, artists who work with older people, you know, Uh, in lots of different ways outside this situation, adapting what they would normally do um, for a film. And they're artists in all art forms. So yes, we have visual artists, we have uh, musicians, we have dancers and choreographers, um, we've got a couple of theatre artists. So yes, a whole range. And they're doing all sorts of things. It's quite inspiring to see how um, imaginative they're being about ways that they can adapt what they do. Um, I think the visual artists in a way possibly have the biggest challenge because they have to think of things that people can do in their home without any art materials <laughs> you know so, so we've had some lovely artists come up with ideas for making things out of recycled materials for example out of plastic bags or junk mail that you're going to throw out you know
0: how important is it then that during this time that older people at home and in care homes do have this resource that they, they can use or get somebody to help them use as, yeah, as might be I, the case I, yeah, I think it's
2: really important. I think, um, you know, there's such a, a loss of connection right now. People, as, as we said right at the beginning, you know, that people are not seeing family members and not seeing friends and, and not meeting their social groups. And so a need to feel a sense of connection. I need to keep physically active. So we've got dance films up there. We've got a 60s one going up um, on Friday, a seated 60s dance workshop. Um, so, you know, to keep people physically active is important. Can I ask
0: Anne, is this Chris Wilson by any yeah, chance? It is Chris, yeah, it's
2: Chris it Wilson. is Chris Wilson, absolutely.
0: Oh, we we had him on the show on Friday and he was giving us a seated dance class and ah. he's absolutely fantastic. His work with dementia patients is just yeah. incredible. Yeah. So yeah, we've we've had him on the show, so he's ah. one of yours as well. He's, he's one of our yes yeah. some. So boy. This is the
2: third I know. This is the third film he's done for us. His his films are going down very well. So if so anybody who's interested, if you go onto our website He's taught a 1920s workshop, so you can learn how to do the Charleston in your living room. And again, you can do that sitting down if you want to. (laughs) Um, And then he's done a country and Western one. And then, as I say, Friday is is, 1960s. So, uh, yeah, and Chris is a great example of an artist who spends a lot of his time working with older people. And it's been lovely to work with people like Chris who want to find new ways of sharing what they would normally do at this time of lockdown.
0: Do you know the lovely thing about this project? Um, it sounds to me is it's not just the older people that are benefiting. The artists are getting something from this as well. Yeah,
2: yeah, you're completely right. I mean, both in terms of just paid work because these are artists mm. who would be doing this, you know, on a regular basis and they've lost that income. So. But also, just they are artists who really care about the people they work with and are quite upset, you know, not to be able to with those groups that they would normally be seeing regularly And, and for them to find a way of sharing what they do in a different platform if you like has been a really valuable thing and I've been so inspired by how imaginative they've been about the ideas they've come up with and yeah the way they've managed to transfer what they would normally do face to face into a film it's great to see can you continue this project once we get out of this situation that we're in, yeah. do you think? We're certainly hoping to, and I have to say we're, we're learning a lot. <laughs> We've never worked this way before. I think everybody's learning a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> I think certainly, yeah. Certainly that, the, the, the <laughs> knowledge that we're getting about how this can work and how it reaches people. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. We're want to. we gonna carry on with this for as long as, as we can. Uh, but we're also now looking at how we can get maybe some kind of physical creative packs into people's homes there are issues around that around infection control and so on but we're conscious that we're reaching people who are online but there's a lot of older people who aren't online and that is very much our next priority and we're working with a number of partners some home care organizations and so on to to try and address that
0: That sounds like a very worthwhile project as well. So remind us again then, Anne, how can we find your videos? Where do we go to look for them?
2: So uh, if you go to our website, which is www.luminatescotland.org or just search for Luminate, you'll find us and all the films are on there. And we put them up, as I say, two o'clock on Tuesdays and Fridays. They're also on our social media channels, but I would go to the website. That's the, the, the easiest way to find them.
0: I like easy. Easy's good. So just Google Luminate and you should get there. Yeah, it's exactly. It's the, the top advice. Anne Gallagher from Luminate, thank you so much for sharing your, your story and good luck for the future. It just sounds oh, like an absolutely you. incredible project. Thank you for Thanks. joining me. Thanks so much, Kat. Really appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. And don't forget, there are plenty of great tips and advice to help all the family at clearyourhead.scott.
5: Catch up with Kat. We're in this together.
0: Okay, now it's time to celebrate some of your local heroes. Hello, my name's Colette and I'm a staff nurse in the Children's Hospital in Glasgow.
2: What am I thankful for? My wonderful family, including my mum and my daughter. My fantastic team, friends and colleagues I work with in the theatre department. The amazing bus drivers that get me backwards and forwards to work. And the wonderful supermarket staff who make sure all the shelves are filled and always serve me with a smile. Hi Kat, it's Fiona, I'm phoning from the Bonnie Isle Seal in Argyll. I just wanted to phone in to say thank you to all the members of our community in Seal, everyone is doing fantastic just now. I'd like to thank Wendy at the local shop, everyone at the local surgery, Holly for delivering pizzas on a Saturday night, everyone is just doing so fantastic. Um, I'd also, I've got three boys and they're handling lockdown so well. And as my youngest boy, Aaron, it's his birthday today.
0: Just like say, happy birthday, Aaron.
5: Catch up with Kat. We're in this together.
0: Remember, if you ever feel that things are beginning to get on top of you in any way, it might be homeschooling or stress or you just can't get to sleep, please go to the website, clearyourhead.scot, where you can find loads of great advice to help. Catch up
5: with cats.
0: Today is International Nurses Day. Now, we all know how vital and important our hard-working nurses are on a daily basis, but never more so than right now. So it's only right that we focus on their profession this evening and have a wee celebration. So joining me for a catch-up is Alan Logan, a paediatric resuscitation officer from Glasgow Children's Hospital. He's actually one of my pals, but the most enthusiastic person I've ever met in my life about their job. Good evening, Alan.
4: Hello Kat, how are you doing?
0: I'm not bad, I'm not bad. When I saw it was International Nurses Day, there was really only one person I could get on and that was you. Uh, You just love it,
4: don't you? (laughs) I do, big up the nurses, yeah, big celebration. But yeah, it's such an amazing job, I absolutely love it. So I feel quite privileged in the job that I do do, so yeah, love it.
0: So how long have you been a nurse and how did you get involved in the first
4: place? Was it always something that you wanted to do? Uh, kind of. It was either nursing or Blue Peter Presenter. So, um, yeah, nursing kind (laughs) of seemed to be the path that I went down. Still would love to be a Blue Peter Presenter, but hey, that's the thing. So, yeah, about 16 years now. I know I don't look kind of old enough either. Yeah, I'm actually um, dual trained, so I'm an adult nurse and a paediatric nurse. Um, I'm like the kind of Nicole Scherzinger triple threat of nursing. Oh, Um, you can skip between
0: departments. I love it.
4: (laughs) This is it. So, yeah, I've kind of worked across adult intensive care, adult high dependency and in paediatrics I've worked in again paediatric intensive care, um, emergency department, a lot of cardiology, I was a cardiac liaison nurse and also worked in the cath lab which is a bit like a cardiac theatre so um, I've been about.
0: (laughs) Yeah well I know that. Um, (laughs) So what department are you working in now then, what's your actual role at the moment?
4: So I'm now with the paediatric resuscitation team at the Children's Hospital here in Glasgow. So Mm -hmm. basically what that means is I'm responsible for the essential training of all the staff across the Women and Children's Services. We've got loads of staff, all needing various levels of life support, resuscitation training. So we're kind of responsible to kind of train them up in that skill. So from basic life support all the way up to advanced level.
0: I met up the Great Wall of China. It's a very random place to meet. Now, when I first met you, I honestly have never met anyone in my life that has loved their job as much as you do. You just... The the two of you, in fairness, you were just so
4: enthusiastic
0: about it. Now, you guys are under so much pressure. You have long working hours... What is it about nursing that you love so much then?
4: Oh, do you know what? You're right. It's a highly demanding job, a lot of pressure. But do you know, especially paediatrics, when you just see how brave these kind of kids are in the hospital, they're coping with huge challenges, yeah, real adversity with their health. And it really does inspire you. um, It's such a rewarding job. um, You just hope that you're really making a difference, I suppose. I feel really privileged, I really do, because there is times where you're really involved with real special moments of a family. Like um, when I worked in intensive care, you'd have children having open heart surgery they'd be in intensive care for weeks and then you get that moment where the parents get to hold them for the first time in weeks and it really honestly it's so sp- and it's that's why we do it that is what it's all about and it's priceless yeah love it and
0: how is the current situation affecting you and your work are you kept clear of that at the moment
4: yeah we were prepared because obviously we could be pulled back at any moment for me in a training role to go back front mm. line and um, from a training perspective we've obviously had to make a a lot of modifications. We're currently out our normal kind of classroom and a a bigger um, place where we can adhere to the social distancing measures. Now, obviously a lot of your
0: friends um, and colleagues are dealing with it face on. Yeah. There's a steely determination and courage from them at the moment. You must be so proud of how everybody's getting on with their work in the hospitals.
4: Do you know what, honestly, it's so, so proud. Speaking to colleagues, like you really do hear, there is such demand on the service and on the staff as well. Um, Physically demanding, emotionally challenging, but everyone really has just stepped up to the kind of plate, to be honest staff are having to go work in areas that they're not familiar with and they're being so well supported by the other nurses in these kind of teams and departments even our student nurses as well they've now kind of stepped up rather than doing their final placement they're now working in these clinical roles to help out during this crisis so yeah I really can't um, be more prouder of the NHS in general and these nurses as well out there on the front line doing an amazing job.
0: I'm absolutely dying to ask how does the Thursday evening clap for the NHS make you feel when everybody's out in their streets they've got the rainbows you've got your kids oh. banging the pots and pans and everything how does that make you feel?
4: Uh, do you know it is, it's amazing the response from the public has been overwhelming and again it's not just for NHS staff it's all the key workers keeping everything afloat so again thank you to everyone in that sense you really do feel that everyone's kind of getting in behind you supporting you in any way that they can Um the NH, it's a giant machine. The NHS, do you know? You've got your nurses, your domestics, your porters, radio There's a huge amount of people, kind of all the wee cogs that make the whole machine work. So it's really thanks to everyone. Um, we couldn't do it without all those people involved. But yeah, the commitment, dedication the shown by the staff has been amazing. And I've honestly never been prouder to work for the NHS. It's amazing. You, so yeah.
0: Are you getting teary? I, I can hear your voice going.
4: <laughs> it's just. <laughs> and amazing I know. I know voice. you like
0: to be theatrical of, a, of a, an
4: evening sometimes so yeah no it's, it's really overwhelming and it has it's I think really just been a little bit of a boost each week where you see the kind of the thanks from the public because these people are out there on the front line doing such a phenomenal job genuinely saving lives you know now is never there's never been such an important time again i know we talk about lockdown It is challenging that we need to listen to what the government are telling us and again it's back to that phrase of stay at home because you really are keeping the strain off the nhs and in doing so you're saving lives it's so so important
0: Oh, 100%. I hear you. I hear you.
5: (laughs) Such important
0: advice. I I know, I know, I know you. I know how you feel (laughs) in this one. And I know how all the medical profession are feeling in this one. We have to stay at home to make this um, eventually go away, hopefully. So, what about Alan? What if anyone's listening tonight and they're maybe considering nursing as a vacation? At the moment, it must seem quite a daunting prospect, but. In the terms of a lifelong career, would you recommend it?
4: Oh, I'd say go for it. Um, you'll meet some of the most amazing people, friends that you'll kind of have in a life for a lifetime. Um, yes, it is going to be challenging in every way, mentally, physically, emotionally. You'll cry like you've never cried before, but you'll also genuinely laugh like you've never laughed before. Um, again, it comes back to that feeling you get knowing that you've helped a patient and their family during what probably is one of the worst moments and difficult times of their life. And again, being able to be part of that, it is priceless. So yeah, look into it, go for it, join the sisterhood of nursing. Yeah, one big family.
0: (laughs) sister and brotherhood, of course. (laughs) course. Um, Alan, uh, you know, Blue Peter's loss is nursing's gain (laughs) with you. If the call was to come in from Blue Peter, what would you say now?
4: I would say No. Um, yeah, and I would say any chance I could have a badge, though. I'd love a badge. Yeah. Getting to free museums.
0: If we can fix that for you, we will do our best. Can we get Alan Logan a blue Peter badge? If anyone's Oh, going amazing! To do it, listen. You. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me for a catch-up. That is Alan Logan, Pediatric Resuscitation Officer from Glasgow Children's Hospital, and we've been celebrating International Nurses Day. Thank you, thank you to every single one of you and thanks Alan
5: Catch up with cats. we're in this together
0: Thank you to all our nurses our key workers and our NHS staff you really are keeping us going absolute heroes Don't forget if you feel you're struggling in any way please go to the clearyourhead.scot website for lots of helpful tips I'm back at 9.40 tomorrow morning when Rory Crawford from the RSPB will be teaching me how to make pigeon noises I promise it will all make sense. I really do. <laughs> do <laughs> you see what I did there?
5: Catch up with Cat in association with the Scottish Government.